Awesome date. May 25th, 2009. Awesome topic. Who knew that a road trip about movie about Star Wars would be more Star Wars than Star Wars? Star Wars. Star Wars. Well, this is the awesome cast. And welcome back to the Awesome Cast. I'm Basil. I'm Eric. I'm Kevin. And that is us. So, how are you guys doing today? I am uh, fine. Pretty good. Tired. Worst week at Walmart ever, but that was actually last week for our listeners, not this actual week you're listening to it. It's true. Hopefully, this week will be a good week at Walmart. I hope so. <laughs> is there anything that really is a good week in the Walmart? Um, there are weeks that are better than others. Largely has to do with if I have anyone else besides me back there to do anything. That could help. Yeah. That could help. And you could also help us by writing into us our email, awesomecast at gmail.com. And if you do so, tell us about the Dragon Ball Evolution movie. We'd like to hear it. We'll read your emails on the air, as it were. And you might get a chance to win a poster. A Dragon Ball Evolution poster. Do with what you will. But to sweeten the pot, I'll also throw in a Mad World sticker. Just because I can. That'll do it. And if you want to send us a voicemail, area code 206-202-0071, chances are you may win a severed Sackboy head that looks like Scariness. A horrible, horrible thing. Which one are we giving? The one that has the vagina in it, or the one that just has a gaping maw, or <clears throat> or the one that's just a head with googly eyes? Whichever one Douglas does not want to use on the actual sack boy. <laughs> Chances are we might be sending multiples. I don't know. Apparently, the head is the hard part. Well, never said for him the head was easy. Nope, that's why the red guy has to do it. That's I right. I think Douglas just likes to give head. And with that, a moment of awesome. It's a moment of awesome. So, PopCap just released a new game. Plants vs. Zombies. It's total ripoff of Ambulances vs. Zombies. Uh, no, Japanese actually. totally did it first. T- totally different versus zombies. The versus zombies game. franchise was already taken. This appears to be more like a bizarre real time strategy game for the casual pop cap gamer. Yeah, it's actually based off the whole tower defense thing, which is all the rage. I mean, even Square Enix has done one now. Stupid. It's tower called defense. Crystal Defenders. I actually really don't like tower defense. There's a uh, pixel junk monsters. 
Um, there's tower defense. <laughs> well, I would uh, sorry, desktop tower defense, which is the original one that people know about. They have, this actually has been around for a long time. Yeah, and this is just pop cap going. That's neat designed. Time to jazz it up a bit. The idea is that you're protecting your house, whether it be your roof, your front lawn, the backyard, and you're you're protecting it against a uh, zombie invasion. And you use plants to do this. And pretty much you get like, I think it's five or six lanes, and the zombies start walking, shambling down their lane, trying to get into your house so they can eat your brains. Like zombies do. It's true. And instead, you can plant plants that are very violent in nature. Like the ones that will shoot giant peas or spikes or fungus during the nighttime that shoots out blobs of goo that destroys zombies. Man, where can I get these plants? Well, I, I think it's like the um, the Boom and Doom Seed Company <laughs> is, is what they call it. It's that, or it's Bloom and Doom, one or the other. And they give you all sorts of plants, and of course, there's verse zombies. If you're zombie and you're zombie with the cone on its head, traffic cone, or the tin can, or the thriller. That's Michael Jackson, which makes four additional dancing zombies come out of the graves. Of course, it ladders, <laughs> zombie um, bobsled team. But yeah, yeah, zamboni machines with zombies on them. It, it's fun. It's good stuff. <laughs> I don't normally like tower defense games, but if I, I'm considering actually buying this one, it's like ten bucks on Steam. There's, it's really cheap. It's really really fun. I've been playing it for days now. It's good stuff. Alrighty then. So have y'all been doing anything awesome lately? Um, well, I got Devil Summoner 2 in the mail finally. I really haven't gotten past the um, I has a plushie stage with it though. Plushie's nice. It's a very nice plushie. Which was has been mistaken for a little uh, vampire policeman. But it is in fact a little Jack Frost in the main character's costume from the Devil Summoner game. Who's a detective so it's almost like a policeman. Yeah. Although he's really wearing, like, a school uniform, just to be really weird. Like, an old... Cause, what, oh, I can't even remember what year the game in. But like, the 50s? No, it's 60s? before World War Two. Oh. It's like... It, I, but they give all the dates in Japanese calendar, so it's, like, the so-and-so era. Like, the Tesho era or something. Uh, but, yeah, so, you know, but he's got a cape and a little hat and a sword and a revolver and demon friends that he can summon to kill things. It's an action RPG, if it's anything like the original. and Which was happens. like an RPG, but instead of when you went random battles, it was suddenly turning out kind of like Yakuza did, where you had to run around and whack on things. Yeah. Um, boy, I hear the play controls improve for Devil Summoner 2, and I hope it is. Just good, because the first one was fun, but kind of janky. Yeah. Um, I'll have to get back to that. <laughs> I only just got it, and I haven't gotten to the past the, hey, I has a plushie, as I said. But it's a cool-ass plushie. Almost worth, like, the price of admission, but... Almost. $40. Yeah. Okay, but it's an awesome plushie. Maybe not $40 awesome. with you? I mean... Well, well. that's why you get the game along with it. (laughs) Yeah. Which, as random swag for an American video game that would probably cost $40 anyways, that's pretty damn cool. I've been experimenting to see whether or not people actually can tell the difference between what kind of milk they order and what kind of milk goes in their drink. (laughs) <laughs> For example, if you order a whole milk latte, I make it with non-fat. 
If you order a non-fat latte, I make you a whole milk. If you order brevet, I give you 2%. So far, no one has ever actually noticed a difference in their drink. Mm. What's they ask for? Soy milk. Soy, soy I don't fuck with because you might be lactose intolerant or something and like... Yeah. I, do, I don't generally screw with people that like maybe have allergy... Excuse me. Or something, so... Well, as long as we cover that, then the rest of it's all in good fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, uh... No, the espresso shots and the kids' hot chocolates, that's just because I'm mean. So, parents, bring your kids to Starbucks. Yeah, bring your kids to Starbucks, but be nice to your barista. They need to start doing, like, little toys with the combinations. That's right. Uh, da-da-da-da-da. They can have, like, like coffee bean toys. They're not, they're not combo meals. They're pairings. Yeah, I'm loving it. That's right. Oh, my cafe. Which is like a worse value than Starbucks. I didn't realize McDonald's could do that, but McCafe is awful crap. Like I, they have some really good sweet stuff. Like if you want really sweet coffee, like really sweet coffee, a couple of things they make are like like take what we make and double the sugar content. I do love sugar, which is the but, easy way to do it. Which is the easy way to do it. Yeah, which is which is fine. I mean, if that's what you want, that's cool. But like, if you're looking for like coffee, I wouldn't go there. So, that's awesome. That's awesome. I guess now we shall move on yet again to the world of awesome. Well, another one bites the dust. Sojo Beat Magazine is no longer accepting subscriptions. No! Because it's going away. Forever! They only just started carrying it at Walmart. Sojo Beat is sort of the Shonen Jump, only with girl stories instead of stories aimed for boys. But, and because of this, um, I guess it didn't do as well as they were hoping it would. Maybe enough of the Twilight fans have finally eaten into the manga fan base, manga base so much that, you know, they're going away. Well, I don't know, I think they'd be reading the shit out of it then, because Vampire Knight's like Twilight, but with an actual story. Ah, oh, that's oh, yeah, the actual yeah, story. The last part there, you, you totally lost them. So, what is one of his going to do? They're going to um, keep going with people's subscriptions. They're just going to give them Shonen Jump instead. Where yeah. am I, pretty? Cause, cause that's totally what you ordered that for, right? Like, you know, why did my Vampire Knight get replaced with Yu-Gi-Oh? Who is this ninja, and why is he so much of a retard? <laughs> No, it sucks. Probably a lot of people who have showed you beat. I bet they have shown and jumped too. Probably. Oh man, now they're getting too, too many. <laughs> yeah. I think it's really just one of those things where <clears throat> I just don't think that anthology magazines are just going to do very well in the U.S. No, they keep trying to do it because, you know, they have them in Japan and it works great in Japan, but they have a whole different mindset about manga reading there anyways. Well, we, we don't read manga as issues or as, yeah. as like, single... Like, we, we don't read it the way it was written, because we're way too used to compilations. We like the graphic novels. But also in Japan, everybody and their brother reads manga somewhere, sometime, somehow. Well, it, it's also the kind of thing where, I mean, even single, you know, single issue comic books are having this problem in America. Yeah. The American mindset is, why buy a single episodes on DVD when you can wait for the box set and get right. it cheaper? And that's, I mean, the graphic novel collections are absolutely, I mean, destroying comic books. And generally how it works in Japan is you get the huge ass manga anthology with like cheaper than newsprint quality paper. 
And then you buy the graphic novels with the ones you like. Yeah. <laughs> like, Shonen Jump, this sort of thing, they're designed to be throwaway. Right. It's like you read the magazine and toss it. At least in Japan. <laughs> I think in America, a lot of comic fans are still very much collectors. Well, yeah, exactly. The, the, the few people who still read, like, single-issue comics are, nine out of ten of them are collectors. Uh, I just don't think that you need, for this sort of thing to work, you need much ma- more mass market approach to it. And unfortunately, the only one that can do that is Shonen Jump because, you know, it I need targets... Naruto. Well, that's... It targets young guy, boys, and, you know, they, they throw away stuff anyways. Well, yeah. we, we, you know, we always over uh, underestimate the power of a smaller market. I mean... Japan is a tiny geographic area. That's true. It can do things that a large geographic area where there's... Like, how much of the money of their profit do you think is cut into by shipping all over America, printing all over America? I mean, just, just the fact that, like, California is far away from New York is, like, you know... A problem, like just in that. Probably is. Here's two cities that need the same magazine on the same date, and it would it takes like ten times as much effort to make sure that happens than in Japan getting two magazines out in two cities on the same date is like across the city. Japan's also way more tightly packed. Yeah, and also they're you know they're they're probably wherever they're you know actually printing this stuff from. It's probably not that far away from well they'll where they'll end up. Yeah. Whereas, you know, they might print everything off in, say, California, then they have to air it over to New York, and that stuff ain't cheap. But a cheap shot might be, we might have the first episode listed as the new episode, the new season of Harhee. God, Maybe. Is, this, is this the constant, are we getting new Harhee, or aren't we watch? Like, yes. Yeah. Like, what up is up with this, like, maybe it's a new one, maybe it's, no, it's a re-release, no, it's a, come on, guys, it'll come out when it comes out. Anyway, the TV Wakayama station lists the eighth episode of the Melancholy of Harhi Suzumiya anime, the, the renewed stuff, as Sasa no Ha Rhapsody, or Bamboo Leaf Rhapsody, on May 24th. This would be chronologically the next story that they would start with after the first season was over. But then they took away the episode. Episode name off the list. So we don't know if it was a fluke. Or if they're just trying to beat us. Uh, Someone sounds, there is a jerk and just was putting stuff up on the website. It sounds to me like an ax yeah. But who knows? Now we are talking about how like that, okay. awesome the world PS3 is. PS3 Slimline. Maybe. Maybe. Which may or may not exist. <clears throat> Sony's not saying. Well, a couple of we- a week or so ago, someone leaked these pictures of a really stupid looking PS3 redesign that looks like it's made out of crappy plastic has a dumbass logo, and looks like a really, really... It looks like the George Foreman grill of someone rolled over with a steamroller. Steamroller, yeah. So it turns into the George Foreman pancake. And everyone's like, this has got to be fake. This is stupid. And then suddenly Engadget got a cease and desist letter from apparently the um, Chinese company that was making these units. Saying that these, uh, these are quite highly possibly legally released and posted. So, so this is real? Or? Maybe. I mean, well, they only sent this. <laughs> the only sent this in a gadget, and that was it. Nobody else. Nobody else. Got and it. everyone else posted. So this could be a gadget, just you know, flaming the, fl- the flame. fuel on the fire. Yeah, yeah. It's, 
Or this could actually be legitimate. We won't know until E3, which will be happening in a couple of weeks. But Oh, Sony, this is not the solution. This is not the solution you're looking for. You're actually approaching the solution you're re- looking for. Just lower the price of your goddamn game box. Like, you're getting to the point where where you're getting good games. In fact, you're getting the better version of every fucking exclusive the 360 gets. Every time the 360 gets an exclusive, a year later, a better version comes out for the PS3. Well, unless Microsoft made it. Unless Microsoft made it, so... I guess they don't get the better version of Fable? Mm-hmm. Well, it also depends if you look at it. I mean, for example, until recently, you know, three, Xbox had the best version of Fallout because they got the content. Well, the PS3 is now getting Broken the content. content. Well, it's fixed now. It's fixed now. But, you know, now the PS3 is going to be getting it eventually. But while they're getting the old content, Xbox users are still getting the newer content that they're now making for it. All I'm saying is that, to me, the, the PS3... I mean, the whole exclusive thing on Xbox is just getting absurd, where it's like... You feel like you're being screwed for being an early adapter sometimes. Well, I mean... The only time it's really been the case has been Bioshock and Tales of Vesperia. And Eternal Sonata. No one cares about that game. I cared about that game. I Eternal Sonata. sort of cared till I got it, the ending spoiled for me, and then I went, oh, that's bullshit, and stopped caring. Well, apparently everyone, except you who spent money, did not spend it on Eternal Sonata. On either version, really. I own it. I may never play it again, but... In yeah. fact, I know that most everyone I know, everyone I know that owns a Turtle Sonata owns it on 360, and no one owns it for PS3. Bah! I still got see, a better version. I do see copies of the PS3 version. version clogging up the shelves at game stores. Everywhere. Actually, I think Bioshock was the same version. It's really only the Namco Bandai releases that get this problem. Oh. Namco as, Bandai. So as, stop it, Namco Bandai. You, you listening to me? Stop it right now. Because it's pretty much been the their two games: a Turtle Sonata, Tales of Vesperia. I don't want to do it. Or at least Which they announced more characters for. Um, Judith is now going to be the new Tales of Versus uh, yeah. super genre Smash Brothers Melee wannabe fighting game on PSP. Right now it's just um, Judith and Yuri. Yuri. Yeah, Judith and Yuri from Desperia. Sitting in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. Oh, well. Well, speaking of mashups. Yeah, uh, Capcom confirmed that uh, Tetsunoko versus Capcom is coming to the United States. Woohoo! Yay! Yes. Finally, a Wii game worth buying for the first time in. Not true. Punch Out just came out. Finally, a Wii game worth buying for. The Mad World came out for that. Mad World wasn't that good. Punch Mad Out. Punch awesome. Out. I'll give you. Mad. You two can have the fun soon of humping Gold Lightan's face with what's supposed to be a throw move. Uh. Let's see. It's not a rumor. It's one of their two mystery games that they were, I guess, saving for E3. But I guess since they got leaked, they just went, yeah, fuck, was, it. Uh, yeah. fuck it. Oh. So I found an early Nintendo Power. was like, hey, guys, look at this. Oh, that's right. It's in Nintendo Power. Yeah. That's right. That's who uh, who leaked it. So a bunch of old anime uh, characters most of you have never heard of fighting Capcom well, characters. I've heard that there's going to be new characters for the United States release. That's the, that's that's the big the rumor. rumor that hasn't been confirmed. Is that there's going to be like four or five new characters for I wonder release. who they could bring over who we haven't. Like what? I don't know. Speed, Speed Racer? Racer? Speed yeah. Racer, yeah. I, I like Speed Racer if Capcom is listening. And they well, probably are. also want to be Capcom characters. I mean, I would love to see like Phoenix Wright. Mega Hell, Man? Yes. Give us Phoenix Wright. There is a Mega Man character. Is there a Mega Man character? Yeah. Uh, you could do Frank West from Dead Rising. <laughs> you could also do Date Mazumune from Yosuke Okubasara. Which would also be awesome. 
So there's plenty of options here. Uh, we still don't know what their other mystery game is, so I guess we'll actually have to wait for E3 for that. Um, and also, they've also said that we may not get all the actual Japanese characters. Yeah. On the Tatsunoku side. It's going to be rights issues. Because this was the big thing we worried about that's when probably, it first That's probably announced. why we're getting different characters. I'll, I'll bet you we get different characters to replace the ones that they can't get the rights to in, uh, yeah. in America. If I miss out on Gold Lightan, I will be pissed. And but things that aren't coming out. Uh, 3D Realms is apparently still alive and claims to retain the rights to Duke Nukem. <laughs> uh, in case just, you didn't, oh sorry. In case you didn't know, 3D Realms has shut its doors. We all thought Duke Nukem Forever is now Duke Nukem Dead. Never. Ever. Oh, there we go. Duke Nukem. Yeah. Well, I, this game's never come, gonna come out. Like this is legal penis waving. Is what well, this is. This Fallout is, Three hung in limbo for quite a while. It's true. Of course, so is then Fallout 3 eventually have to be torn down and rebuilt. And Duke Nukem Forever's been falling in limbo for a quite some time. Well, we'll pro- I, I suspect one day we will see a game entitled Duke Nukem Forever. Whether it bears any resemblance to anything that had been done before today that was called Duke Nukem Forever is totally questionable. Well, apparently 3D Realms has not really uh, closed its door and is not closing, according to their own little news release, uh, it's just been shrunk down and is now a smaller, sleeker company of probably like four guys. Who are all leprechauns. You probably want to license out the Duke yeah, Nukem Forever name exactly. so they can pay their bills. And uh, it's they get into this whole big battle with Take-Two, who's followed suit against them for it. Take-Two says they've got the rights to Duke Nukem and 3D Realms like, no, we've got the rights. And then and 20th Century Fox claims they have the yeah, rights. Yeah, the 20th Century Fox because there was a giant list of video game titles copyrighted 100 years ago. And now Obama's president. Yeah. This was started during the Clinton administration. So it's a whole big uh, pile All of, of bullshit. Uh, yeah, I'm with Kevin. Something entitled Duke Nukem Forever will come out someday and it will have nothing to do with any of this legal... Cockwood. It'll be a turn-based RPG. Oh my god, no. Featuring a mini-rhythm game. Get onto your stuff before I punch you. <laughs> well, speaking of getting punched, wait, that doesn't even work at all, but I may be punching the producers of this Bubblegum Crisis film coming out if they screw it up. Oh, they're making a Bubblegum Crisis movie? Yes, a co-production about. between Australia's Arc-like Films, Canada's Wiz Films, and Infotainment China Media Company. You totally missed a golden opportunity to, to uh, make a bubblegum joke from Duke Nukem. Like, oh, yeah, kicking well, ass yeah, and kick chewing ass bubblegum, bubblegum crisis. Yes. But we're all out of bubblegum bubble crisis. crisis. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, we have been out of bubblegum crisis for a damn long time, so I really would like this to be good. But hey. it's... They said, we're getting two Caucasians and two Asians. Who those are, we don't know. Although I'm sure that... Caucasians? I, I strongly hope the two male leads are Leon and Daly and not something weird. The Daly better damn well be gay. Yes, Daly needs to be gay. I'm not normally one to say this, but it, it, he's just wrong if he's not. And who's, who's going to be out of the night sabers? Who's going to be Asian? Who's going to be Caucasian? God only knows. But the fans will probably be pissed either way. Yeah, it yeah. won't matter. Someone will be pissed off on anything the internet. Anything has taught me anything recently, fans can nitpick anything. Can't go to bed yet. There's someone wrong on the internet. <laughs> That's right. Yes. But also movies from Japan. We're getting another Space Battleship Yamato movie. 
It's been from 20... the niche. What the hell does that mean? Yoshinobu Nishizaki. Nope. Star Blazers. Yeah, you, Star in the U.S., you Harlock. may have known it as Star Blazers. What's Harlock? My God. It, well, you, you're not. This really... is like someone from America also not knowing what Star Trek or Star Wars is. Space Battleship Yamato is the Star Trek of Japan. Okay. Well, I watched the Star Trek of America where I live. But so. this also came out during the same time. Yeah, it was it on TV. Matter. It was on TV in the U.S. as Star Blazers. Like the foundation for anime fandom today, yes. Star Wars, Star Blazers. If you are a little older than me. Or like Todd, you probably got introduced to anime through Star Blazers. And in fact, I have seen Star Blazers myself, but I'm generally just a tiny bit younger than your average Star Blazers generation fan. But a tiny bit, a tiny bit. I came in on Robotech, but whatever. Me too. But Yamato, which actually has the Japanese battleship the Yamato, refitted into a spaceship, fighting evil aliens, going to strange new worlds. Finding hot alien chicks to bang, you know, the usual. And we're getting a new movie. By the, the original. By um, the original. Are, are they doing before what they did with Star Trek in America? Maybe, because now the Yamato, which used to only be able to fire its big ass gun once, leaving the ship drained of power, now it can do it six times in a row. Oh, yeah. Oh, this yeah. actually takes place, like, apparently, like, about 25 years after the. Last movie that was released. Yeah, so the main character guy with the plucky young hero is probably going to be the older, wiser captain now, and he's going to have a kid. And you know. it's actually been the plans for quite some time, but the Legend of Mother, the original you know guy who made this sort of stuff, and uh, Nishizaki, yeah, the director guy, issues. Also, Nishizaki was in jail for drug for a while. Yeah, this is going to be interesting final product. I mean, I tend to side with Leiji Matsumoto and the whole rights issue since he kind of created the show. But I do want to see another Yamato movie. But apparently everything's been clear and it's good to go. And the guy, the director is like 76. So he said this is his final work. So let's hope he ends up, he sends it off with a bang. Yes, and we don't get Odin. That That's... Again. Ooh. That'd be bad. That's okay. It's the only thing this guy knows how to do is Yamato. And he's doing Yamato. So. <laughs> so there we go. Yeah. But tonight's topic of conversation, our panel, as it were, we're going to talk about fanboys. It's kind yeah. of appropriate considering last week was Star Trek. Oh, yeah. You know what's and really interesting, though? Yesterday. Well, our yesterday, which was May nineteenth, tenth anniversary, anniversary of episode one. Yeah, this, they actually uh, uh, sat down and specifically planned the DVD release for the tenth anniversary of. But Venomous. first, a word from our sponsors, or a promo for another podcast. So I'm sitting at the Dungeons and Dragons table explaining the greater psychosexual implications of Hercules against the Moon Men. And everybody starts looking at me like I've grown a third eye. And that's when I realize it is my duty to bring enlightenment to the ignorant masses, to reach forth with my ephemeral tendrils through the crimson murk of the internet and inject the power of Nerdvana directly into your brain with the soul-shattering experience of the greatest movie www.fearthegooberzilla.com The greatest movie ever podcast. Fanboys. So, there was this movie, Once Upon a Time. You may have heard of it. It was called Star Wars, The Phantom Menace. Ugh. 
And it sucked balls. God, we still shudder. I, I mean, it's not the worst thing ever. It was not the worst movie ever made. In fact, on reflection, I actually like it better than the other two prequel movies. Mostly because Liam Neeson was an awesome Jedi, and uh, and Ian McGregor was an awesome Obi-Wan, for whatever else you want to say. And Ian McGregor and Liam Neeson hanging out being Jedi for... A movie? You know, a movie was pretty cool. Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan's excellent adventure! Yeah, and, uh, you know, uh, but it was just not what we were led to believe. It, it fucked with continuity. Uh, but before that all happened, we thought it was going to be awesome. awesome. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if, if anyone listening to this is of the younger generation who didn't wait for episode one to come out. Who didn't see the special editions come out in theaters and everything in anticipation, right? Oh my goodness, the hope for that film. I have never in my entire life probably had such expectations about a film as I did for the next Star Wars movie. I mean, it's almost one has to wonder if any movie possibly could have lived up to our expectations. Oh, no, no. No movie could have lived up to the expectations. No. Well, by gum, they could have hit a much higher they, benchmark. They could have been a much higher benchmark. I mean, episode one's problems is not fans just expected more, right? That is not the major problem with that film. Nothing, but you're right, nothing could have no. met those expectations. But it was... I don't, I don't know. Like, I had grown up my entire life, especially for, for my generation. I don't know about the older Star Wars fans that saw the originals in theaters and everything. But my generation that never had to, never saw them in theaters, to sit in that theater for the first time and see a Star Wars crawl across the screen. I mean, to this day, one of my chiefest memories that I'll carry with me through my entire life is sitting in our, our 16 uh, screen theater. And I think 12 screens were shown Star Wars that night. And listening, because every screening was a minute apart, to the roar, it just waved from one end of the theater to the other, (laughs) as each theater that was staggered by a minute for watching the film cheered when the crawl came on. And you could just hear it move like a physical thing from room to room to room, until it hit your room. And And that was just amazing. No matter what came after, you know, the movie, that was amazing. And the movie that we're talking about today captures that. Yeah, all about that. Captures really. that completely. Captures that completely. These these are people who felt exactly like we did, waiting for that film to come out. Right. It actually ends on, guys. What if this movie sucks? Which, but that you know what was funny is that was something that never I, I, that never crossed anyone any of mind. anyone any of our minds. It, I know me and mind. Drew. <laughs> uh, Really, like me and Drew said, it never a millionaires would cross our minds it would be bad. Like it crossed our minds we wouldn't get exactly what we wanted, right? And we were a little worried about this Jar Jar Binks thing because, like, we thought that was a really dumb name, and we were kind of like. But then we were like, well, there's been stupid stuff before, and I kind of liked the Ewoks for all the problems with the Ewoks and how much I would have rather had Wookies. The Ewoks, I actually thought, were kind of funny. Like, so it was like, you know, maybe it won't be so bad. Because it's funny watching stormtroopers getting raped by teddy bears. Yeah, exactly. Like, watching the Empire's uh, finest getting cock-stomped by teddy bears was... And you think that this would not be relevant to what we're talking about, but it is. but it is. It is. What this is, somebody decided to make a road trip, but a road trip movie, but based around geeks and geek culture. 
And they decided a really, really interesting way to do it was to make it around this phenomenon that was the, op- the opening right. of episode the opening one. Of episode one. Yeah, it's, it's literally about a cultural phenomenon. Uh, which, and I think this is one of the reasons why this movie actually gets uh, some pretty poor reviews from the mate, normal reviewers. Mm-hmm. And I think it does because I don't think they understood the, the this, this was a thing. This was not just, you know, a normal road trip movie, right? Yeah, like, this is, for geeks, this was an for event. For geeks, this was an event. This was a landmark movie. This was a milestone. Yeah. And this movie was definitely made for the Star Wars fans to watch and remember that feeling. Actually, I think it was made for any fan to watch and remember that feeling. Because even though I'm not a Star Wars fan, I know I felt that way about a lot of the anime things. I felt that way about some Star Trek things from time to time. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, Galaxy it's... Quest was kind of the same way for Star Trek fans. But if you're any kind of serious fan of anything, you could relate to it. Yeah, see, exactly. This was for... I, I, the movie's called Fanboys, and I just kind of feel it's for fans. Like and you and you gotta be a fan to get the level of dedication these guys have to something so minute and you know to and w- there is a line in the movie at one point where they're like sure to other people it's just a movie but to us it was more than that and that's kind of the and this is gonna sound really horrible to anyone who's not a nerd listening to this. Which I don't think, of course, not you'll be listening to it if you're not a nerd, but still. Now, so you might be asking yourself, what is this movie? Yeah. And this movie is about these four fanboys, and this takes... Eventually. Eventually. Well, eventually, eventually, eventually one fangirl. Fan <laughs> um, and about, what, six months before episode one hits? Yeah. They decide, what would be a great idea to break into the Lucas Ranch and go watch a rough cut of the movie? And they actually did it. Is the idea is that they actually one of their friends turns out he doesn't have long yeah, much has, time left. Yeah, he has terminal cancer, and, uh, and they're going to break in and make him see Star Wars. Yeah, they want him to see Star Wars before he dies because he's supposed to die before the movie comes out. And uh, that I I know that seems a little hardcore, but it gives it gives the movie so much a better motivation than we're drunk. Let's go break into Lucas Ranch. Yeah. Like, it, you know, on the one hand, this is so, a cool idea that a lot of fans could could joke or jokingly talk about doing, but by giving the cancer plotline, it gives an actual reason that five guys would be willing to do this. And because, I, you know what, I know that if, like, me and my, my best Star Wars buddy, my best friend, but, like, we're huge Star Wars fans, is um, a guy named Drew... And if one of us had this kind of problem before episode one comes out, came out, we would want to do something like this, and we would have actually done it for each other if we could have. And that's, you know, the kind of thing. And so they go on this wild and crazy madcap adventure, going from one end of the world to the other, as it were. Driving across country to get to uh, go to Lucas Ranch. Uh, there's so many... Uh, and it's basically built like a road trip movie, only it's everything is a geek thing. Yeah, everything's a geek thing. You know, they're holding up signs that say Flash if you love Wookiees to girls. They're all in Star Wars Stormtrooper helmets ordering from a, a, a drive through <laughs> window. And they exemplify what used to be a grand war between Star Trek fans and Star, Star Wars, Wars fans. fans. That was the amazing thing. That's kind of gone away, at least, it, you know, I... 
it was never as hardcore, obviously, as it's portrayed in the film for exaggeration right. purposes. But there was at one point in time a distinct there are two camps, the Star Trek camp and the Star Wars camp. And I guess because both of their series kind of have been a big ball of poop for the yeah. last ten years, they've kind of been commiserating together. <laughs> and then the anime truck rolled and they were like, ha we can team up and take on this new menace. Exactly. This, We're just more popular. This is, it's been this real kind of like uh, blurred line lately, but it does bring back the grand tradition of Star Wars and Star Trek. The, even the characters dress differently yeah. depending on which kind of fan they are. Like, you've got the, the Star Wars fans are all portrayed as grungy, almost like punk rockish, you know, t shirts and torn jeans. Hippie you know, uh, kind of guys living in their parents' basement. The Star Trek guys are portrayed more as as uh, asthma e of uh, you know glasses wearing engineers that have a decent job and do this on all their off time. Much more clean right? cut, yeah, much more clean cut, and it, it really was that. That's how the two camps sort of like viewed each other uh, back in the day. So it was really I don't know. It was great to watch. Let's see. Uh, Got some great cameos. Great cameos. Oh my goodness, so yeah, many people. William Shatner is in Carrie this movie. Fisher. Carrie Fisher. Billy D. Williams. Billy D. Williams. Uh, let's see. Kevin Smith. Yeah, Kevin, oh, yeah, Smith, Kevin Smith. Smith. Kevin Smith gets the best cameo in my opinion. Yeah, he does. The best cameo in the yeah. movie is his cameo. Um, there's more. You know, all those uh, guys from uh, uh, THX, all mm-hmm. the THX troopers are cameos. They're yeah, all minor characters. Ray Parks was for, in there. Yeah, like, and I, I don't know most of them. Right, but they they are all cameos from uh, uh, minor geek films or minor films. So like when apparently Kevin Smith he actually watched a preview of this. They, yeah, and he was like, yeah, yeah, you should put me in this. Yeah, you do. If you'll if you'll notice, that's why it was shot with that one guy window. Yeah, that was the biggest problem with a lot of the cameos. Is the film actually got finished or the rough cut right a long time before ninety percent of these cameos were put in. I think William Shatner was the only guy who was right. In there from the beginning, I think I could be wrong. Like, don't don't uh, blast me on the on the awesome line or whatever if I'm incorrect here. Or blast them anyways. We would we would we'll play right. it on the air. And uh, but I'm pretty sure that all. But you could so tell that they were not filmed either. Like for example, uh, Lando's cameo. He's at a desk, and it constantly cuts back and forth between this tight shot of him with a, with a wall behind him right. and them. And including at one point when he hands them something, instead of just showing him hand them something, you just see a close-up of his hand with a note and a strange hand taking it. And it was kind of like that. It's just, you know, uh, Carrie Fisher's was um, a little bit better. Uh, and... Uh, so Kevin Smith was was only filmed with one cast member. And while Lucas is never actually portrayed in the film, he did give his approval and let them use actual effects, yes. like, like phase they, blaster noises and stuff. When they were doing the rough cut, they sent it to him, that, and it was basically like, "Look, we can publish this under parody rights, but we kind of like to have your you know your blessing. We kind of like to see your opinion on it." And he said he liked it so much that he gave him the go ahead to use the official like they get the official sound effects, they got yeah. the official font. Um, like, and uh, I think there's actually I don't. It's not mentioned in the stuff we read, but I believe I read somewhere there are a couple of um, of uh, like that R two D two on top of the guy's right. van or something like that. Is oh that freaking van? 
Yes, the awesome the band. band. Just made all Star Wars sounds. Every sound that band made was a Star Wars sound. Well, the great thing about that, that was a road trip van. I've I, never I, seen yeah. a van that cool that was a black van since the 18 man. Yeah, really. Right. And who, man, this is, you know, let's let's take a step back to this too because it is a road trip movie. Man, did this remind you to, of driving to some cons? Like, did yeah. this remind yeah. you of driving up to Baltimore like that time? Or yeah. like... Driving a, like, this was, any geeks who have been together in a long road trip to go see something geeky, like, that in and of itself is really big in this movie. Like, a lot of the stuff, you know, making fun of each other, for, other in the van, calling shotgun, you know, just doing weird crap, like wearing your costume helmets when you go order things because you're bored, like... It's just it, it really it, it's true. It's geek road trip stuff, and all of it's just is you know geek road trip. That's lots of stuff happens on road trips. Yeah, well, like, I don't. When I, a bunch I, of I, friends get together and go. I've never been on any road trips that weren't geek road trips. So. No, that's because we're geeks. Neither have I. Because yeah, we're geeks. But you know this the road trip phenomenon isn't exclusive to geeks. Yeah, so, I'm sure people who aren't geeks go on road trips and have something resembling adventures. Maybe. No, they mostly get drunk. Yeah, I thought they mostly get Yeah, drunk. they go to beaches to get drunk and stuff. Like, they don't, you know, just... It's an event to get drunk, not just... A Tuesday. Yeah. But that works, too. That's why some people go to anime cons still. I mean, you know... To get drunk. James? It's not why you go to anime cons. It's just one of the things you do at anime cons. Um, but really, this movie... And, and you get a lot... It encapsulates, like, you know... The friendship and stuff of the actual the team dynamic, yeah. That you know you sort of you had in the first Star Wars movies, and sort of lost in later ones. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, cause you you had your team of you know Han and and Chewie and Luke and laying all them doing stuff. And, yeah, the camaraderie for everything yeah. is really and and to me that was the only huge thing is geek camaraderie. I mean, the, there's just something about being the social outcast, and that's where a lot what a lot of geeks were. That binds you together, I think, a lot closer than than non geek friends. Like, uh, you know, you you're just uh, it's there's a real you against the world attitude a lot of times. Like, you know, you're the only guys who you're the five guys who know what the fuck you're talking about ninety yeah. percent of the time, and that kind of just you know. They also did a big thing with like trivia, which. Is one of the things ah, I never, trivia. which is a big, really big geek thing that I never really got into. But I see a lot of like a, a lot of anime cons and stuff. A lot of not anime cons, they always have the geek trivia contest. And I'm like, people really do trivia. Yeah, this movie should be people really really do trivia. Indeed. Oh well, I think the trivia was mostly an excuse to set up the joke about doing sex trivia, and that's how they proved they weren't they were fanboys because they didn't know any of the sex positions they asked them about. Well, they they did the trivia a couple of times in the movie. Well, yes, with uh, they had Harry Knowles. Well, it wasn't Harry Knowles, but they had a guy uh, right. pretending to be Harry Knowles uh, from Any Cool News. If y'all uh, know what that is, it's a pretty cool geek website. Uh, Oh, I, I do just have to say that the absolute best, though, was Java the Hutt. Yeah, Java the Hutt. Java the Hutt. As a guy who works at Starbucks, I was like, oh my god, I want to work at Java the Hutt. <laughs> you could also really tell that was a Starbucks, by the way, that they'd gotten permission to film at and, uh, yeah. and re-stickered it. Because, like, the, um, at least I could, because the uh, umbrellas outside were standard issue 
Starbucks umbrellas uh, from two years ago, and so right. it was kind of like, oh. out of awesome can we get this movie well i mean it's not the best movie in the, in the universe but everyone who's a, a fan i think should see it and uh there, there are five people on the road trip so let's give it five awesomes that awesome that works for me either that or uh or uh episode uh five awesomes out of awesome because <laughs> empire was the best movie so yeah. i give it a i'm told i no longer think what i said i think of awesome yes oh one of the best in the whole film I've just been informed I no longer believe everything I've just said. It gave me a new hope. Oh. For awesome. Oh, poor. Out of awesome. Oh, I'm hurt by that pun. Oh, <laughs> I laugh at your pun. That's just, that's just, just terrible. And I think... But, now, what's interesting is that, as we're talking about this, this movie's been out for about a week now. It just came out. I'm pretty sure you can find it somewhere. Uh, Walmart, Target. I know. I'm pretty positive we got our copies at Walmart. I got mine at Walmart. Uh, you y'all's get y'all's at Target. Target. So Target. At Target and Target. Walmart. Okay, Target and Walmart. 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 Okay, okay, Eric. Play your sound. There you go. There's your sound effect. Are you having fun there? Waving your lightsaber replica around at the microphone. Is that what you're saying is how many awesome is that of awesome that That's is? That's right. That and you've just given James some sound samples of lightsaber noise, which may in fact prove useful. We don't know. Except but- Basil's talking over it. Yeah, you so jerk. It's not like James can ever use that again. Like or you can just we, we can record and do sound effects. Hi, I'm another podcast. I say something good. I make you want to listen to my show. Goodbye, everyone. Do you have problems with testicle size? Are there days when your paperweights are just lacking and you just can't do anything about it with what's in your pants? Then use... Never mind. Yarn matter. Yarn matter. It's made of yarn. Yarn. God damn yarn! (laughs) This is like a solid sphere of yarn. Like, if I threw this at you, it would break your bones. No, it wouldn't. It would. Would not. It would. Do it. It's highly constant. Okay, fine. No, I'm not going to do that. I'll unravel it. (laughs) 